Hi, I'm Diane and this is Delan and we're from Divergent Church North. We're going to be talking to you today about the rhythm of community, gathering together as a large community on a Sunday, in smaller communities midweek and one-on-one Christian fellowship. Delan's going to share three benefits that he's received from being part of Christian community and I'm going to talk about three barriers to being in community. We hope that this encourages you today and prompts some really great conversation. So the three things that I've uh, found through community is um, an example to follow, uh, accountability through community and a place of belonging. So I uh, was born into a Christian home. Um, I went to a Christian school, uh, but for the first 20 years of my life in Sri Lanka, I, um, I I didn't have a relationship with Jesus. My walk with the Lord started uh, when I joined uni and when I joined a group called Focus Fellowship of Christian University Students. The reasons for me joining was selfish. I I knew they were a group that had lots of fun. They went on annual camps. They had lots of girls, uh, and hence me joining. But very soon, I I I, I worked out that they were different. Uh, we used to meet on a regular basis. Uh, we used to read the word, dissect it. Um, uh, we used to do lots of fun activities, uh, and I, my relationships grew. Um, and I remember two of them taking special interest in me. They even bought my first study Bible, which I use to this day. And um, one of them introduced me to her uh, church community, which I. Uh, attended over the next eight years of my life where I grew in the Lord. Uh, initially, I was very hesitant to do things, but then I, I helped in ushering. It was very easy for me. All I had to do was shake hands with a warm uh, smile and say welcome, uh, which was good because I was very shy those days. Um, and slowly I started doing Alpha, uh, helping out in Alpha, leading Alpha. But the significant growth came through my small group. We were about 13 to 15 of us. We met every week over dinner. Uh, we praised God. We uh, read the word. We um, uh, shared our lives with each other. Um, and it was a season of growth for me. And I remember my small group leader and myself, we worked in the same company. So after work, we used to go visit different members of our small group and we used to have dinner, chat, uh, help in practical ways, pray for any anything that they were going through. And uh, it was a beautiful season in my life. And another thing that uh, Focus uh, did early on was connect each uni student with a mentoring couple. So I was in my early 20s, got connected to a couple who was who were in their 50s. I used to meet up with them regularly. I used to sit up, sit with the gentleman reading the word. I used to talk about all sorts of things, girls and everything that I was going through in life. And I remember he sharing testimonies of God. They were amazing. Like it used to bring goosebumps when I heard of them, but uh, it helped me grow in my faith. And another thing that uh, Focus encouraged was accountability. So um, the two people who followed up on me, one of them became my accountability partner. 
So we were young, we were struggling with lots of things like sin, and we used to hold each other accountable. We used to ask each other, how are you doing in that area? And we used to pray for each other. And it helped me in that season. Um, and when I finished uni, uh, I, I was looking for a place to live. And this friend of mine, he introduced me to a couple from his church. Uh, obviously, I paid rent, but they basically took me in as their son. Their kids have moved out of home. Um, I, I used to see them early hours in the morning, reading the word, uh, journaling on their knees, praying. Uh, I saw hospitality at its best. Uh, they used to have people regularly encouraging them in the Lord. Um, I saw their generosity towards me, towards people who walked through their doors. Um, the gentleman taught me how to drive. Um, and eventually, um, when I came to Australia, they introduced me to a young couple here in Canberra who I came and uh, started living with. All I wanted to do is live with them until I found my footing here in Canberra. But they basically said, you can live here as long as you want. Uh, and I ended up staying with them for one and a half years. Um, it was rent free. I ate from their table. I remember times they used to have visitors and they used to give up their room and sleep in the couch and wouldn't let me give up my room. So I learned this beautiful Christian living um, through, through all of this. And when we got married, um, community was natural for me and we prioritized community as a family and Diane will share further what we do now as part of community. Um, so going back, the three things, um, it gave me an example to follow. So today I am able to say, follow me as I follow Christ. Secondly, accountability. These men and women kept me on the straight and narrow. Hebrews 3 talks about encouraging each other daily so that you won't be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Uh, thirdly, a place of belonging. These were my family. Uh, 1 Corinthians 12 talks about the body of Christ, how um, different parts, but we form one body and how we can't do without each other. Again, Jesus has two main commandments, how he talks about loving God and loving your neighbor. Or like Hebrews 10, it talks about how Jesus renting the veil so we have access to the most holy place and out of which now we are called not to give up gathering. Um, so I find this blueprint uh, in my life where I sit at his feet, I'm refreshed by him and out of that overflow, I'm able to give out to my community and I'll let Diane go. So we can see that blueprint in scripture. Uh, when we see the story of Mary and Martha in Luke chapter 10, I've learned that, uh, like Delan was saying, I need to choose that one thing that Jesus said was best, which was to learn from him. When I have the rhythms of personal Bible reading and prayer and worship, and when I'm doing that daily, I'm then fully equipped to be able to be part of the community and to overcome some of the barriers that are in place. And one of these barriers is self. I don't actually like to be around people. I'm an introvert and I don't have an innate need to be in part of to be part of the community. But God has shown me that his passion is for people and his passion is for his people, his church and his bride. And if that's his passion, it needs to be my passion too. Mm. And so 
I've learnt that by being with people in the community, by leading and serving alongside them, that I have deficiencies in my character, that I'm not patient and I'm sometimes unkind. I can grumble and complain and not be joyful. And by being in community, it helps me go back to Jesus, to learn from him, to live like him and to love like him. I need his help. And the other thing that I've seen from and experienced from people within the community is God's power. So last year, at a period of illness where I'd reached the end of the day and I would start hyperventilating. I would have shortness of breath. I wouldn't be able to hold a conversation and I would have an elevated heart rate. Uh, Delana and I had prayed about it and we didn't really share it with the wider community. But one Sunday during worship, I was down on my knees and someone walked over to me. Now she didn't know anything about the situation, but she just said to me, God is telling you to breathe him in. I didn't immediately connect this with my medical condition, but from that day on, I never had that problem of shortness of breath again. I had been miraculously healed and I saw that God used people, someone within the community, uh, to bring that healing word to me. The second barrier is the seasons of life. Whether you're a young adult, a student, married or unmarried, there'll be different challenges to being in community. For us, we have three young children, three, five and seven, and we've had a long period of being interrupted while in community. Uh, interrupted sermons, interrupted prayer, interrupted worship, interrupted conversations. It often feels like it's just too hard and it's not worth it. Our youngest in particular has had periodical illness. So we've had a lot of uncertainty, a lot of sleepless nights, and it's been really uh, tempting to just give up. But by going back to Jesus and learning from him, I learned that he has told us not to give up gathering. And because we go back to him, he helps us persevere through this really hard season. And more than anything, we want to prioritize and model uh, the priority of community to our children. So we've made some really practical decisions in our family to make sure that our gathering on a Sunday and our weekly gathering uh, as a small group is a priority. We've chosen not to work on a Sunday and our kids don't play weekends or Sunday sport or go to social events on a Sunday. And before taking on extra work or an extra client, we think about and pray about how this will impact our ability to be part of the community. We also make sure that we're well rested before uh, we have our life come or before we gather on a Sunday. So we have a slower Saturday in preparation. The third obstacle or barrier is sacrifice. Being in community is costly. It's messy. It will take up your time and it will push you to places that make you really uncomfortable. And I feel this especially being introverted. Uh, it's not in, it, it doesn't come naturally to me. So again, when I sat with Jesus, he helps me to find purpose uh, through this sacrifice and the, he gives me the ability to sacrifice. 
And we talk a lot at Divergent about family on mission. And we've learnt through sacrificing for the community, it has given our family purpose. We have a small group, a life community on a Friday night in our home. And it's given our kids the opportunity to practice hospitality. They help in preparing the home, in setting the table, stacking the dishwasher, vacuuming the stairs. And they get to see and share and participate and be productive members of the body of Christ, the community, from a really young age. It's by no means perfect. There's lots of grumbling and complaining. Sometimes there's raised voices from us. Uh, but we're all learning together and we're all learning to become more like Jesus as a result. So we want to leave you with these thoughts. We need to love God and love his people. To love his people and to be effective members of the community, we need to start by learning to lead and love like Jesus did. And so we hope that this has encouraged you today and we hope that you have wonderful conversations to follow. Thank you.